Gobble. Gobble, gobble, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Nate, and what were these people thinking, the jokers who settled this place? Who was that asshole that looked at that flat, hot nothing, then planted his flag? I mean, we fucked the Indians for this? And I'm Terrell, and I'm tired of these goddamn snakes on this goddamn plane. I don't think you got the quote right. I don't, I didn't get it right. It's definitely motherfucking snakes. On this um, motherfucking, yeah. you know what? It would be motherfucking. It, that's it. from Snakes on a Plane, though. It is from Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what about yours? Uh, I went with a Thanksgiving quote from uh, August Osage County. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Julia Roberts, Meryl Streep thing. Got yeah, it. the overacting competition of a movie. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch is in there playing someone with some uh, different mental abilities. Cool. Yeah, he, he usually goes geniuses, but this was right <laughs> against type. It's bad. Mm. Still got Oscar nominations, right? Yeah, because it's Meryl Streep. It definitely got Golden Globe nominations because yeah. they love celebrities. Yeah. Wait, what was what was the quack? <laughs> the, oh, the the quack instead of gobble because um, well, I eat duck on Thanksgiving. I don't. We don't oh. do turkey in, in my family. Got it. Um, yeah, so I went quack instead it's of gobble. It's a different kind of feast. Yeah, it's a different type of bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, today we're talking about planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm-hmm. But first, some movie, movie, news, news. Yeah, what were you talking about, Nate? Uh, talking about three Christs and two Popes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the names of two separate movies. Yes. Uh, three Christs is... Richard Gere, uh, Walton Goggins, Bradley Whitford, and Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Um, the the uh, latter three as men, uh, psych patients who think they're Jesus. Yeah. And Richard Gere as a therapist deciding to put them all in a room together and yeah. see what happens. It sounds like a comedy, right? I, it sounds I love all hilarious, those people in right? It. Yeah. But awesome concept. Awesome concept. Um, but the trailer does not play it that way at all. No, that's not the tone. They're going. No, they it's somehow not. want this to be inspirational, and I don't understand. Yeah. Who read this story and was like, "That sounds inspirational." First of all, it seems like a really unethical practice to do this, right? But they're still going. There's <laughs> Juliana Margulies is in this, but her mm-hmm. only line in the trailer is her to what I assume is her husband Richard Gere, mm-hmm. and she's just saying, "What you're doing is important." <laughs> like that's the only thing a woman that, says yes, in the whole trailer. It. <laughs> it's just like this is some inspirational, inspired by a true story yeah. nonsense waste mm-hmm. of just great talent and a wacky story. Yeah, and it has like really like just generic motivational music number one yeah. and music number two in there, just like whatever like that you click on and like that 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 big under like score music that plays mm-hmm. for motivational trailers. That's yeah. a, that's exactly what they put with it, and it doesn't match necessarily. I'm sure maybe the trailer is just not doing it any justice, and the movie's gonna be fine because they're all 
great actors. They filmed the movie a few years ago, and it's just coming out now. If that's any indication of quality. so, okay, there we go. Yeah. So this for it's probably been that way for a reason. Yeah, maybe they signed up thinking it was a different kind of movie. Yeah. They're like, how can we spin this? <laughs> also, just visually looks very just dull and just drab. Yeah. I mean, I guess there was an interesting shot of, like, the barbed wire going they, into the institution, but, like, I saw Cuckoo's Nest. They, yeah, I don't know. They could have cut that better. Cut it, cut it better. Yeah. Cut it better. Two Popes, I think, is a much better trailer. Much better. That's a movie trailer that knows what it is. Yeah. Like, it's maybe a little bit more serious, um, but... Uh, I've read that, that it's there's some good funny. laughs in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, it knows it has funny bits where I feel like Three Christ feels like it's not funny at all. Has no sense of humor. It has no sense the, of humor, but it This is absurd funny. concept. Yeah. yeah. But The Two Popes gets it, understands it. Yeah, Two Popes is a Netflix movie from, oh, I don't know his name, but he, the guy that directed City of God. Yeah. And Constant Gardner. Mm-hmm. From, he's directing from a script, the guy that did The Theory of Everything and Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. This is a inspired by True Events movie, probably going to get a lot of Oscar heat. Yeah. It's, uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins as Pope Benedict and Jonathan Price as Pope Francis. And this is a dramatization of the changing of the guards mm-hmm. leading up to that. And where two Christ or three Christ looked really dull, the visuals in this trailer kind of blew me away. Yeah. It just looks way better than a story like this needs to be. <laughs> just some really breathtaking shots. Yeah, I can I can definitely tell it's the guy that did uh, City of God. Yeah. Because uh, of those big shots of uh, the freaking what was it called? Um, the Vatican. The Vatican. Yeah. And like uh, the surrounding town and like the people and all that. Like those shots look on the scale that from that movie. Yeah. And even when it's just Francis and Benedict talking to each other, the camera's like not, it's not just the boring composition. It's yeah. kind of up in their face a little bit. Mm-hmm. It seems like a little personal. Like maybe we're getting a peek at the conversations. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm not usually a fan of these inspired by true story movies, mm-hmm. but when a director can come in and bring their, like, a style to it and, like, show it in a different way, right? Uh, that's exciting. Yeah. And it's a Netflix movie, so I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's going to be there. Like, within the week it, it goes up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Netflix with this uh, marriage story and The Irishman are uh, yeah. big time Oscar players this year. Yeah. They're killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Who was it that said Netflix shouldn't be? Oh, that was Spielberg, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did this just in spite of Spielberg. And Netflix just bought their first theater. Yeah. There's a theater in New York, the the Paris Theater. It's just a single screen, which Mm -hmm. probably works really well for their model, that they'll just just have one Netflix movie showing at a time. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how the theater business changes. Like, I don't know. I can imagine Disney, like... I can picture them in a year or two if the there's lax thing. monopoly laws. Mm-hmm. Them just owning a theater that just shows Disney, Marvel, Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm against that. <laughs> like old, like Marvel. No, or like, just like what new, if what like... if like you have to go to a Disney theater to see a, oh, a Marvel movie? Yeah. You got to go to a, the against Warner Brothers that. movie to against yeah. that. 
that that kind of is like reverting back to how movies used to be released where the strict like, studio system yeah like a studio it's system kinda, i don't know i keep seeing the same actors popping up in netflix movies i feel like they have multi-picture deals yeah um we might be moving towards that i mean the theater business is kind of dying people aren't really going out to the movies yeah you can stream everything yeah <sighs> um those were all the trailers yeah but just some news uh we got word from Warner Brothers, who uh, makes the DC movies, that because of the success of Joker, the on- is it the only billion dollar R-rated movie? Yeah. Yeah. The, mo- the most successful R-rated movie across a billion dollars. Yeah. So most they're profitable. deciding they're going to focus on some R-rated superhero movies. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty dope. Exciting. Coming from DC, I feel like that could be their lane. Um, they've always had like the darker, more um, human um, mm-hmm. comic books um, in their in their like catalog. So uh, I definitely think they can pull it off and you know really cre- not follow in Marvel's uh, lane, which is kind of what they were doing with Justice League and all that. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Um, they were kind of following in their footsteps and trying to build that world. Mm-hmm. And Marvel just had a better game plan. They were they hit it. First. They had a plan. Yeah, yeah. they had a plan. <laughs> Marvel was just like, oh, I mean, DC was just like, oh, you see what Marvel's doing? We got to get on that. We got to, you know, get yeah. these pockets. We got to hit people in the pockets. And it was just like it was just not working for them. So, um, you know, a game plan, switch it up, R-rated movies. It'll help little. there be like a. When you like when there's a new Marvel movie, you kind of know what you're gonna see. Yeah, it's gonna be like a lot of jokes mm-hmm. and uh, happy ending mm-hmm. and bright colors. Yeah, but this will help DC kind of have a it's like movie brand. Yeah, if it's like darker, hopefully they don't just do R rated for the sake of yeah. R ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they said the Birds of Prey, which is the upcoming Harley Quinn mm-hmm. movie. And James Gunn's Suicide Squad are yeah. both expected to get R's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about the rise of uh, some R-rated um, comic book movies. Looking for an R-rated Spawn to happen. Um, more Deadpool at an R-rated. Yeah, we'll see what Disney does with that. Yeah. Um, a R-rated Batman in the future, even though that's such a popular franchise, that'll yeah. probably never happen. The animated Killing Joke was R-rated, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, like, animated stuff, DC has always been great at. That's that's another thing DC is great at, is, like, their, comic, their like animated stuff. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so got some, some R-rating stuff to look forward to. We're going to be talking about the R-rating a little later in this episode with... Uh, Pretty notable scene in Planes, Trains, and yeah. Automobiles. So let's just get right into it. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed. And some get <laughs> Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Three, four! 
happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, they're the Martoni family. Paramount Pictures presents Wilma! Steve Martin. You ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Planes, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a 1987 American buddy film written, produced, and directed by John Hughes. Starring uh, Steve Martin and John Candy. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's the... I've These sentences are taken straight from the first line of Wikipedia, by okay. the way. Um, so, Wikipedia calling it a buddy, a buddy film. A buddy film. Uh, it is buddy. Isn't gonna... It's pretty buddy. I was, uh, yeah, but the film part, I'm not trying to give anything okay. away. Uh, okay. I'm just saying that's not, that's not my <laughs> I, I hope no one like heard me read that and then okay uh, it's a film it's I can turn film. the episode yeah. off now <laughs> not yet <laughs> um, also on the Wikipedia page by the way for this movie you can find they graphed out their uh, their trip yeah from with, like uh, different from New colored York lines to Chicago on, right yeah based on um it's a pretty straight line surprisingly. No, the the green was if they had did done the flight. Oh, yeah, but as we know, yeah, uh, not to get ahead, they got stopped in Wichita. Right. <laughs> All right. So the movie opens uh, with the title "Planes, Trains, and Automobiles." Very <laughs> large font. It's like only like five or six letters on the screen at a time. It's moving from right to left on the screen as if it's like a train car mm-hmm. and there's like the sound of a train a plane taking off and like car horns honking and the train i just like that yeah yeah it's like all right we're, yeah. st- we're started all aboard <laughs> um so we first see our main character yeah. our protagonist neil uh in a conference meeting that mm-hmm. uh, is taking too long, and it's pretty much no one saying anything. <laughs> what is it like a magazine or something, or like a like a like an ad company? He's, yeah, he's advertising. Okay, because the guy's looking like at maybe like a perfume ad, and he's just trying to choose which picture to go with. But they pretty much have to sit there quietly until the boss is like this one. Yeah the the very first shot is a close up on uh, Neil's watch because he's time tr- he's trying to get yeah. out of here. Scrunched. Um and then I think like a minute passes with the boss saying nothing. Mm-hmm. A couple of like fake outs where you think he's about to finally talk yeah, and, and like, then he <sighs> sighs. <sighs> yeah. And then the meeting ends without him even making a decision. <laughs> yeah. And Neil is just like, I gotta go, I gotta fly. And his friend is like, You're not gonna make it. You're you're not gonna make the six, right? Yeah, as the as the elevators are closing, he yeah. says, You'll never make the six. You'll never make the six. And he goes outside to wait for a taxi. Mm-hmm. And guess what? So is everybody else. So it's like the whole block yeah. is on the curb waiting for a taxi cab to take them to wherever they got to go for the holidays. Um, yeah, it's uh, two days from Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. Very rare. Not a lot of Thanksgiving movies. 
No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, two days before Thanksgiving, and he has to get from New York to Chicago. Mm-hmm. He bought his flight already. He just has to get to the airport. Yeah, so his his uh, <laughs> attempts to get a cab, uh, there's a couple obstacles. Yeah. First is Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah, Kevin, a uh, Kevin Bacon cameo mm-hmm. of him, and it's like okay, so they both spot a, a taxi light pop on, and yeah. they're like, they just start running. They're for on opposite both. sides of the yeah. street. <laughs> um, but it's a busy New York yeah. day, so of course they're like bumping into people and falling over boxes and whatnot, and uh, I mean, eventually Kevin Bacon wins. Yeah, yeah, he wins the race and he gets to the cab. I would have put my money on Kevin Bacon over Steve Martin anyway. (laughs) At least for running. If it were a banjo playing contest, sure, (laughs) I'd say Steve Martin could do it. Was Steve Martin playing banjo at this time? Does Um, he always play banjo? I don't know when he started playing banjo, but he wasn't making us all watch and listen to him play banjo yet. Okay. I don't know if he had that kind of power. No, because he was doing banjo on the Muppets. Oh, and he was doing banjo on his stand-up routines. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he was playing banjo. Um, so, back to square one for, for, for uh, Neil. Yeah, um, the, the my big uh, gripe with this movie is the music. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like... Um, it's this high as during the race with Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon. It's this hi hat that just goes on and on, just and then just like eighties, like yeah, it's like it's real eighties, like comedy, like white guy comedy music. I want to say, that's that's what it is. That's like how I like yeah, like pictured it and. Yeah, that 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 first song went on as long as that scene, pretty much, and that that whole like him chasing down a, a cab. And there were bit only was like three components to the song. Yeah. Um, and when you when like you said loop. it, I was just like, yeah, that song actually was on for a long time, and it didn't do anything special. No, it didn't and, change or anything. And unfortunately, it's not the worst part of the, <laughs> the music, music in this movie, but we'll get to more. Yeah. Um. So there's another cab. Yes. There's cab number two. Um, someone is getting out of it, and so he sees it, and so he starts to run to it, but mm-hmm. someone beats him to yeah, it. Yeah, an attorney. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so he tries to, like, bribe the guy mm-hmm. with, like, $10, and eventually, I mean, they go all the way up to, what, $75? Go to $50, then the attorney says, says, I bet someone willing to pay 50 for a cab would probably pay 75 <laughs> <laughs> Just like yeah, I mean, just like I guess he's an attorney. Yeah, he's an attorney. <laughs> he so squeeze he's all gonna, the money he can. Yeah, um, and so he gives the guy seventy five dollars, but um, he even gets his his luggage in the cab, right? No, no, the the cabbie puts um, well, the it's, stuff. All right, a mystery guy, mystery guy, yeah, a mysterious figure. Yeah, um, luggage in the car and pulls off after. Losing the seventy five dollars for the cab. Yeah, 
Well, the problem was the cab driver wasn't a party to the... Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> it's just this attorney getting out of a cab and then making some money. Yeah, he was just like, hey guys, somebody get in my cab so I can make money. And right. somebody got in his cab so he can make money. Yeah, he left. Uh, so Steve he... Martin chases after it. Hey, that's my cab. Yeah. Uh, falls on his face. Ha ha. And the, the cab drives away. Finally, he gets to... Um, Matthew Lawrence is in the movie. I feel like I just had to <laughs> say that because we were talking about it. Oh, okay. Like, we made a point just to be like, is that is that the Lawrence brother? Yeah, Neil's son. Yeah. They they probably cut to the family. Mm, I don't know. It's they, after, they, I wrote it after the, the, the stolen cab. Yeah, it's right after the cab. Yeah, it's right after we, that. We meet uh, his wife. Yeah. And two kids. Two kids. Mm-hmm. Little, little Neil, Neil Jr. is played by... Matthew Lawrence mm-hmm. of the Lawrence Brothers, yeah. the one that was in Boy Meets World woop woop. as Sean's cool older brother. Yep, Hunter. Wait, was he? I don't think he was Sean Underwood. They met him in college. Like he was no, really they were estranged. It was his half brother, not oh. Hunter. Hunter is Sean's real name. His name was Jack. Oh, he was Will's roommate. Okay, they were like half brothers. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, interesting. I need to watch. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, they, so they cut. We like meet Neil's family throughout. Yeah, just these little tastes. Um, just to show this is what I guess the stakes are. Yeah, uh, you know, she calls Neil and he's like, "We miss you. We're glad you're coming back for the holidays. The kids miss you." Yeah. Um, they never say how long he's been gone though. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like. The, the weight of that situation is n- never really placed. Because I don't know how long he's been gone and how often he's gone, really. Either way, what traveling it, what sucks. What it really means. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can understand not being with your family on the, on the holiday and, like, trying to get there. But, like, I don't think the movie uh, clearly uh, stated that. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I think they could have done more with the... I don't know. The family just didn't have anything to do other than be like, hey, we're here just to remind you of stakes. But they don't have any character at all. None. Except that the wife is good looking. Yeah. And they always shoot her with just this glowing white light. (laughs) And she's usually wearing white too. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's kind of effective. Especially, yeah, especially later with some devil stuff to show that the wife is like an angel. I'm just thinking of this now. Uh, So we get to the airport. Finally, Neil makes it. And uh, he remembers the the piece of luggage that was uh, sticking out the the trunk of the car. Um, It's this big big crate this it's a trunk it's a trunk yeah yeah and uh so the two meet at the airport sitting across from each other yeah yeah like what are the chances in this crowded airport that they would meet yeah the uh john candy's character who we later learn is named del griffith Mm -hmm. is just very excited to see neil just hey don't you look familiar yeah we met before and then neil's like you're the asshole that stole my cab uh, 
And of course, what are the odds? Yeah, what are the odds? They're seatmates on the plane. Seatmates on the plane, right next to each other. So Neil, he got a first class ticket. Did he miss his flight? Is that what happened? Or was he just bumped down? He was bumped down. Okay, so yeah, he was bumped down. It's the holidays, it's crowded. Yeah, he was not happy about it at all. Yeah, he's this, the movie's really painting him as this, like, entitled, just elite elitist he thinks he's better than everyone Mm -hmm. uh just because we see him arguing that he deserves to be in first class and can't be put in coach but then we see him in coach and i just i just i just uh it's terrible you understand why someone would want to be in first class the the seats are like you're on top of each other they Mm -hmm. dell was on top of him pretty much and the other guy was left Sleeping on his shoulder. Yeah, Neil had to get the middle seat, which really sucks. Yeah, if you're bumped, <laughs> if you're bumped down, you get the middle seat. Not at least get the aisle. Um, and Dale is just chatting up, but also he's chatting up, but also talking about hating people that talk too much. Yeah, and it's like if I, if I'm talking too much, just chop me right in the throat, and then he just continues to talk. I was kind of picturing. Uh, Steve just chopping him right there. <laughs> but he didn't do it. Yeah. He just let him keep going. And he does this thing where he takes off his socks and his shoes. Mm-hmm. Just gets way too comfortable. Yeah, keep keep your socks on. Keep your socks on. Take, take your shoes on if you must. I understand it's uncomfortable, but, right. you know. Take your socks off if you're in first class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, or take your socks off and coach and then throw them up to first class. Cause yeah. 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 Throw a little sock bomb over there. <laughs> oh, can't say bomb. <laughs> uh, as soon as the flight takes off, we see the, um, what's it called? Like the flight info board, uh, in O'Hare where mm-hmm. their, their destination, we see the snow coming down and all the flights one by one turn to canceled. Yeah. And then cut to Dell and Neil in air. And Dell says, I bet we're not getting uh, to Chicago tonight. Yeah. Actually, he's he's got all these uh, like folksy like <laughs> phrases. He yeah, says, the way he talks. We have a, we have a better chance of uh, playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks. Yeah. And then, and then later, a better chance of finding a three-legged ballerina. <laughs> yeah. A three-legged ballerina. Yeah. He's just this uh, real genuine... Uh, Midwestern, yeah. kind of every every man, yeah. Who Neil has absolutely no patience for, yeah. So the plan plainly uh, the plane the plane lands the plane in Spain. Mm-hmm. It lands in Wichita, which is evidently not in Chicago. Nope, not even close. <laughs> you know what's funny about Dell? I mean, he's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen a, a character or a movie character with the o- occupation of selling selling uh, curtain yeah. shower curtain rings. Yes, which is just like a really like oh you're a salesman but you sell shower curtain rings like that's so niche. Yeah, it's real dinky and, and yeah, real like funny. Though we see throughout the movie, he's like a good salesman no, he's really and has good. lots of connections. Yeah, he hustles. Um, they. The f- there's no other flights leaving Wichita that night, mm-hmm. and all the hotels are booked. Yeah. Uh, but Dell, who's still 
trying to be friends with Neil. And stay optimistic in yeah. the situation. Well, he has a friend who can get them in the motel. Right. He sold shower curtain rings to this motel owner. <laughs> so, yeah, Dell's helping Neil out. Yeah, he is. Um, so, he's like, I know, he knows the taxi cab driver, right? Um, and it turns out to be Doobie's Taxiola. Yeah, it's like a, the devil horns on the... Uh, yeah, it's like a real punk yeah. um, taxi cab. There's, there's like, cut, cut out pictures from porno mags yeah. on the tape to the ceiling of the cab. Yeah, Chris, uh, Christmas lights inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably some fuzzy dice hanging off the mirror. Yeah. Probably missed that, but I feel like aesthetically it would fit. Um, so they, yeah, they get to the motel and Dell doesn't have a credit card. And so Dell, Dell has his big and tall, uh, (laughs) store card, but there's only like seven stores of those and they won't take it. Right. Uh, but Neil has a diner discount card, probably some eighties. Franchise. Yeah, he's like '80s credit card, but he's got a credit card. Oh, credit was big in the '80s. Yeah, credit and cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have one cocaine, please. Put it on my credit Put card. It on my credit card. <laughs> yeah, you know, like chopping it up with your credit yeah. card. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so Neil, uh, he pays for for the room, but there's only one room left. Yep, and, and when they open the door to the room, we see it's a single bed. It's a full-size bed. At yeah, that. I like it. It's a shot. It pans from... Uh, we see first Neil's horrified face when yeah. they open the door. Then it slow pans across the room, normal motel room. Then we just see the one bed. Uh-huh. The camera keeps panning until yeah. it gets back around to Dell's face. Yeah. He's standing right next to Neil. It's He's like, kind of huh? like, uh, we're going to have yeah. to make the most of this. Mm-hmm. And then back to Neil, and he's just, like, disgusted. Yeah, and, like, every time it looks, the camera's on the bed, just, like, this, like, real, like, cringy music cue. Yeah. That... It's the harmonica. Yeah, but it's not, like, cringy, like, ugh, it's kind of like, ugh, it's just one bed, you know what I mean? Like, that is supposed to make you feel that way. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, like, supposed to make you, I don't know, like, the other terrified in this funny way nothing scarier than two men sharing a bed yeah it's the 80s let's do cocaine let's do (laughs) uh neil goes to take a shower and i just like the moment where he looks up at the shower curtain rings Mm -hmm. they're they're purple yeah and he just has this smirk (laughs) just like he completely like disrespect just yeah who's this guy with these purple shower curtain rings mm. uh then he gets <laughs> when he gets out of the shower oh it's yeah like the close up on his feet and the whole bathroom's just already wet it's wet and, and it's like it's messy and it's wet towels everywhere already doesn't he go to pick up a towel and it's giant it's just, tidy it's a, whiteies yeah it's a no that's late that's in the morning oh, okay um this time he really has nothing to dry oh, off with, towel. but yeah, it's a hand rag, and it's pretty much all he has left, because Dell used everything. Um, and when he gets to bed, Dell has apparently um, spilled beer on his side of the bed. Dell also 
um, who sleeps with a pitcher of his wife beside him, which is, I guess, important to note, and I guess kind of comes later to be a like a reveal but i feel like that the picture makes it pretty obvious what his uh situation is when they're lying in bed uh there's some tell initiate some literal pillow talk yeah they're just lying there and he's talking about the pillows mm-hmm. <laughs> he says uh thanks for taking he's thanking neil for taking the sponge pillow because uh he travels with his own hypoallergenic pillow he'd be uh snoring all night that's also why he like does that really annoying clearing his throat thing yeah like his intentions are pure scratching his intentions are pure he says he's doing it to loosen the phlegm so he's not disturbing him all night snoring but it um neil is annoyed by everything by this point um and he goes off on him which is uh i guess like in like like movie standard pretty soon because usually yeah. i feel like this happens in like the third act maybe end of second act and then there's like the redemption part i do it. like the pacing of this movie um, quite a bit but this one happens right away the yeah, confrontation goes, yeah, yeah the confrontation happens uh, right away i can sit through insurance seminars now people will say how and i'll say because i've met del griffin <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be sympathetic yeah <laughs> because no one wants to spend time with del griffith and but uh Del Griffith, bless his heart, yeah. and John Candy with just he's such a good performance in this movie. Really makes the character sympathetic while also just hilarious mm-hmm. and annoying. Like you get why Neil's annoyed by him, but also, and I think it starts with this speech, and maybe that's why it's a little earlier, so that the movie assures us, hey, be on Dell's side. Right. He says, "Well, uh, I'm me, and people like me, and my wife loves me, mm-hmm. and uh, he's." Does the I'm the real article line. Yeah. What you see is what you get. Yeah. Uh, I know I might be an easy target. It's just clearly this guy's. It's not the first time someone's yelled at him, but he's has. Yeah. A lot I, of love in his heart and I, uh, I like how compassion and, and confidence. How he stands up for himself. Yeah. But not in a um, aggressive way, but really in a self assured way. Kind of like a look at yourself. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And. Yeah, it it does like, put, like, make you side with him. Yeah, he says you've been. I'm letting you stay in this room. You've been nothing but ungrateful. All these things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Even though Neil has paid for everything so far, he paid for the taxi and he paid for the room. Right. But it's all. Though he wouldn't have gotten any of this without. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would have ended a lot up like the guy sleeping on the floor at the airport. Right. That we saw earlier. Oh, should note, uh, when we were talking about the credit cards, when they were paying, uh, Dell accidentally takes, uh, Neil's card yeah, and puts a, it in his wallet. Yeah. The cards switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there's a... At night, a thief comes in. Yeah. That we all, all we see is their hands and a knife and then, like, jimmying the door, kind of, and that's yeah. it. No, we see him come in the room yeah. and walks across... Takes the money out of the wallets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I must have looked away. Yeah, I think you were writing down. He's jimmying the <laughs> he's door. He's jimmying and- <laughs> the door. <laughs> so yeah, at the diner the next day. Oh, the cuddling. Don't don't oh, skip sorry. on this. We're talking well, about men in to, the eighties. I was trying to make the through line from the. Oh. But yeah, no, it's it's worth it to. T- <laughs> yeah. They wake up and first we see 
what is daytime out the window and mm -hmm. then we look over the bed and Dell's half of the bed is empty but mm -hmm. we keep moving and we see them cuddling yeah Dell is big spoon and neil is little spoon the they're holding hands yeah uh and Dell even kisses neil on the forehead kisses him right on the ear right on the ear they're still sitting there and yeah. neil's like Dell, why did you kiss me he says i don't know why are you holding my hand he says i don't know where's your other hand it's between two pillows then Neil jumps out of bed. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> Those aren't pillows. Ah! Uh, good for you, Steve Martin, for having a pillowy butt cheeks. Pillow. You know? Yeah, that's my no, first I don't thought. Think I, I don't like, think anyone would ever oh, his mistake. his hand is like in between his butt cheeks. I don't think anyone would ever mistake my butt cheeks for a pillow. Pillows. But uh, Steve Martin, yeah. That's a butt to aspire towards. <laughs> young Steve. like butt. Yeah, young Steve Martin butt. <laughs> Um, and it's funny because like they get up and <laughs> yeah. so they try and do like sports. Like sports. Yeah, is how the about first that Bears thing. game? Yeah, oh, you see that game? Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> have to assert their idea of masculinity because uh, in the eighties, you know, two men being in bed together cuddling can't be masculine. Yeah. Without talking about sports, you can cuddle as long as you talk about sports afterwards. Hell of a game. Rule. <laughs> <laughs> So at the diner, uh, Neil goes to pay and he sees that there's no cash in his wallet, immediately accuses Dell of stealing. Yeah. I knew you're good for nothing. You stole my money. How dare you? Yeah, it was like $700. I have $700 in yeah. here. Dell pulls out his wallet and he says, you can count my money. It's like a weird amount. It's like $352. It's actually like $663. If there's okay. a dollar more, then you could call me a thief. And then he looks... And it's empty. First, Neil's like, well, if you stole my money, why would you put it in your wallet in the first place? But right. then he looks, and it's empty. Yeah. His money's um, gone, too. Yeah. They were both robbed. Yeah. And Neil Moore, so, I mean, $70 And stranded cash. in Wichita. Who's carrying that? They're stranded in Wichita. There's uh, nowhere they're going to get on a plane until after the holiday. Mm-hmm. But Dell knows this guy. Yeah, Dell works for the railroad. Knows a guy. Yeah, how about we take the train? And, uh, you know, Neil's just going along for the ride. Yeah. Um, so the guy is Gus. Yeah. And Gus's son is going to give them a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Owen. Owen. Pulls up in his flatbed truck. Very unfriendly guy. <laughs> yeah. He's got the chewing tobacco that he keeps spitting out. Yeah, in the worst way. He's got, like, a stutter. And also he, like, keeps snorting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like Steve Martin's performance here because he's like showing that he's like trying to hide his complete disgust for this human being because mm -hmm. the guy's going to help him. Mm -hmm. But like you can still see the disgust, disgust like 5% of it coming through the face. I think I like the, the complexity in that performance yeah. and he really sells that. I love like when the truck pulls up and there he's like, is that Gus's son? And he's like hoping that it's not. And I'm like, of course, this is fun. Because yeah. by, by the point the movie has shown us, the, like Murphy's Law, anything that mm. can happen will happen. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah. Yeah, the word. So, it's yeah. going to be the worst possible. Yeah, it's going to be the worst possible thing. It's mm -hmm. going to be the thing you don't want. So, yeah, this is your ride. And, of course, you can't ride inside of it because there's a, a woman, a very strong woman. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the line is. When she gave birth, her, her baby came out sideways. <laughs> she, she didn't did. have no pills or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they got us in the bed of the truck. 
Yeah. In the cold. In the cold. In the middle of a <laughs> snowstorm in Wichita. <laughs> And then a, a dog just pops up. There's like hay yeah. or something in the car. The dog just pops up out of the hay. Yeah, there's gloves on the hay. And so Neil goes down the reach for it. And then right, because the he forgot his out. gloves. In the yeah. Beginning of the movie. So, and like the dog is just like got that mean face at them the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like snarling at them the whole time. And so much so that at the end of the ride, they're all completely frozen. Yeah, they frostbitten. They, they, they pull to the frosted. train station. First, we see Neil is just like has the white snow in his hair and is mm-hmm. chattering his teeth and frozen. Then Dell, and then cut to the dog. It's like a good one, two, three. It's yeah. just surprising to see the dog like acting like the cold humans. Yeah, but still like aggressive. So yeah, like... that must have been a really cold truck drive. And, yeah. Um, I like the uh, kind of over-the-top comic gags. It's almost like a Looney Tunes. Uh, it's like cartoony a little bit. Yeah. When, uh, the bits. When 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 Neil was like, how far is the train station? And, and Dell was like, no more than, than, than uh, 30. I mean, about 30, maybe 40. No more than 45. <laughs> no more than 45 miles. Yeah, it just keeps, <laughs> yeah, it just keeps going up. Actually, make it fifty. We're fifty miles away. So this is where Neil first uh, sees a light that maybe he can split from Dell. Yeah, he blames Dell for all the inconveniences that mm-hmm. have befallen him thus far. Even though he wouldn't be at that train station without Dell, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so he gets the tickets, and they're they're in two separate train cars. Yeah. So he does the move. Like I think I'm just gonna sleep through the train ride it was really nice meeting you yeah Dell tries to get his address yeah but Neil's like no it's fine no it's fine it's a gift yeah pretty much like you don't have to pay me back you don't have to send anything to my house it's a gift yeah I got you this tickets in a different train car than me just leave <laughs> just yeah just go, go. yeah but Dell's like maybe we can meet in the bar car yeah but he's no. like nah I'm gonna sleep and that's it they, they split and everything seems to be going fine I really like Neil gets in his seat and he's just sitting next to this person and like a little bit of Dell rubbed off on him because he just starts making small talk with the person next to him. Right. <laughs> Says, oh, so you think we're going to, you think we're going to make it? You think it's good? Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> the Neil from the beginning of the movie already wouldn't have, uh, said anything to yeah. anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought he was just really excited, but. Yeah, that makes sense that Dell would have rubbed off on him. Just oh, you're right. He doesn't say, you think we're going to make it. He's confident, and he says, we're going to just make it. Yeah. Yeah, he's in yeah. a good mood. Yeah. He's in a good mood. He's in high spirits. Yeah. But then, he thinks they're on the right track. You know, if it can happen, it will happen. <laughs> and, like, this happy moment does not last long. Um, it's funny. This movie is called Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. And, like, train is, like, the shortest part like the shortest segment of the movie because the train breaks down right away. There is like a, they get on like the subway or not the subway, the like elevated mm-hmm. train car yeah. thing at the end of the movie in Chicago. Yeah. Because I was thinking about this. I was thinking they should name the movie Plane, Train, and Automobiles. Mm-hmm. But there were two train cars, so maybe it should be Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. But the, having all three words in the title plural does sound better. Okay. Even if it's inaccurate. Uh, yeah, the train's no good. They get stranded in a field in Missouri. And <laughs> have to walk. Del and Neil are reunited. 
Yeah. That's crazy. Everyone has to get off the train and walk like a mile. A mile to Jefferson City. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In the cold with their luggage. Yeah, Dell's got this trunk. Uh, So Neil sees him struggling with it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, fate brought them back together again. Yeah. He helps him out. Yeah. He has a heart. Resigned, he picks up the trunk, but he still does it. Mm -hmm. So now they're in Jefferson City. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they've really been all over. Um, And Dell says, hey, how about a bus? We did a plane. We did a train. How about an automobile? Yeah. And Neil is not happy. And he was like, you ever traveled by bus before? And Neil's like, no. And he was like, well, I can't uh, uh, see your mood getting any better. Right. And on top of that, they only have enough money to get them to St. Louis. Yeah. They can't get a bus all the way home. Uh, and yeah, riding on buses is terrible. It's awful. Long uh, distance. Planes are, bus- planes are bad, but like trains it's are flight, bad, so you got to be buses- happy. Yeah, yeah, I think bus is the worst one. Yeah, probably bus is the worst one. Yeah, it's the slowest. Yeah, yeah. and the closest you are to other people, and yeah. the yeah bathroom situation is the worst. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, sitting in the back, terrible. Or not at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the couple right next to Dell and Neil are just this very eighties couple. They're wearing like the black. Uh, uh, windbreakers with like yeah. neon colors on it, and they yeah. have like the hairsprayed hair, blonde hair, and they're just PDAing. They're just heavy. going hard, French yeah. kissing. Yeah, and uh, Dell's kind of into it. Dell's into it, and which is funny because Neil is the one that gets caught looking because Dell keeps looking. Neil's yeah. like looking over, and yeah. then Neil gets caught. He gets caught, and they're like, "Take a picture to last longer." And it's funny because after all this PDA, <laughs> there's like a cut away from them and then a cut back and like they're both smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, as if like they just had sex. Yeah, like they just had sex yeah. and on the bus yeah, in really front of everyone. One. Um, they're, they're on the bus and Dell says, hey, who here has got a song? <laughs> yeah, what song was Neil trying to sing? I don't know what song that was. He no just, one knew. Neil had some confidence somehow. Yeah. And decided, you know what? I'll, I'll start this, this sing-song sesh. Yeah. But no one, like, knows the song, so it's just awkward. It's like everyone, the shot of everyone just looking back at him. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all looking at him, like, how he originally looked at Dell. Right. Like, can you believe this asshole? Like, just shut up. Yeah. But then, Dell just comes through with the Flintstones. Yeah. What a great theme song. Yeah, I like that Dell went with the Flintstones song, because... He says Flintstones... It's on brand for him. Flintstones, meet the... And then by the time he got to the second Flintstones, everyone else was already singing with him. And uh, to yabba dabba do time. time. And then Wilma. <laughs> yeah, of course, Dell's the one that shouts Wilma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a Fred. <laughs> Actually, he's a Barney. I think he's Barney, and yeah. and Nell is more of a Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that is the bus ride, right? Yeah. They get to St. Louis. But um, they don't have any money, any more money left. So Dell starts to hustle um, and starts to yeah. sell people um, shower curtain rings. But as like, earrings. As earrings. It was teenagers. Yeah. He was saying, hey, you'll be the 
Like, hey, you um, you gotta have this look. It makes you look so much older. You can mm-hmm. pass for like 18, 19. And then everyone just sticks out Yeah, they money. all just stick their money out to him. Yeah, it's, yeah he's yeah. a good salesman. Yeah, good salesman. Like, Thrifty, if not a little shady, because, you know, they didn't look bad as 80s earrings. No, not at all. It's like just funny. That, I like that it showed that he was very competent at his job. Yeah, he raises over $100. Yeah. yeah. Uh, him and Neil are having lunch. But mm-hmm. now Neil tries again to part ways with Dell. Yeah. By saying traveling as a pair is more difficult. Yeah. Clearly this hasn't been working out, both of us. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll cover lunch. How about we just part ways? Yeah. And um, Dell, Dell does leave him half the shower curtain money. Yeah. The shower rings. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then storms out. Yeah. He doesn't really fight him on this one. Nope. Um, I mean, Neil made it pretty clear. Yeah. Um, car rental. Yeah. So the car rental thing is he went to go rent a car that wasn't there. Yeah. So they're at the St. Louis airport and he does the car rental and they say you're it was like V5. Mm-hmm. I remember because it was the end of the alphabet because he gets off the bus and it's one of these giant lots. Yeah. He's looking. You see V2, V3, looking down at his ticket, looking down at the parking spaces, gets to V5 and it's just an empty parking space. Yeah. At that point, the shuttle is already pulled away. He mm-hmm. tries uh, chasing after it. And he shouts, you're messing with the wrong guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's completely fed up at this point. Yeah, he's going a little crazy. Case on the ground. Yeah. So he has to walk all the way back in the cold to the rental desk. Yeah. And this This, is the scene. This lady is on a personal phone call in a busy airport. Yeah. Okay, that just just seems very movie. Yeah. Um... This lady, though, I, I, I the phone call. She's I very like, familiar, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I like very like eighties, uh, like uh, minor, like 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 a player, like an mm-hmm. eighties player, pretty much. I've seen her. She around. Steve Martin gets in the back inside. His at this point, his tie is like tied around his face. I guess the idea is <laughs> the wind was so heavy that yeah. <laughs> the tie blew off his neck and is now around his head. Yeah. Um, he's furious and, uh, feeling some righteous indignation. The phone call ends with the clerk being like, uh, first she says gobble, gobble, and then she makes the turkey sound. She goes, so she goes, okay, gobble, gobble. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's very cherry as opposed to his very angry mood. Yeah, this is the scene that gave the movie its R rating. It's otherwise a pretty clean Which movie. is weird that this movie would be R rated. I guess. I, I wouldn't have I guessed that. I guess they that. felt strongly about this scene. Yeah, they were like, no, this scene has to be in this movie. We have to, you know. What are you allowed? Like, one fuck? Yeah. Before it's, like, it's rated R? It's like, the rules are not standardized, but that's pretty much what it is. Right. Uh I don't know how many Steve Martin gets in. No, he gets in a lot. Fucking smile off your fucking face right now, and I got a fucking car that isn't fucking there. It's like every third word. Yeah, is fucking. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> clerk says, "Well, 
uh, will she say, oh boy, well, do you have your rental agreement? He says, no, I've, I fucking lost it or something. And she says, well, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a family movie though, right? Like, I, like, did people take their kids to go see this movie? Probably. Because I couldn't see how it wasn't geared, like advertised towards families. And then you just have this one, you know, this one scene that makes it an R rating. Thing is, it's it's just language. Yeah. I think it's cool that they said, okay, we'll do it. And yeah, you know, I think in the, in the long run, it didn't hurt the movie necessarily. So. Uh, so the scene is one minute long from the time Steve Martin starts his tirade to the time the attendant ends the scene. And in that 60 seconds, the word fucking is used 18 times. 18 fucks. And yeah, it would have been PG or PG-13 if it weren't for that scene. Right. <laughs> but it is, it's also like valid. It's also like really valid. Oh, you... apparently it was like Steve Martin fought for that scene. Like that was one of his favorite scenes in the script. Oh, okay. So it was... Okay. Because they also could have been, like, Steve Martin in private, like... In private, no, no, uh, it was a uh, but... Okay. Steve Martin was like, no, we need this scene. I wonder how long John Hughes wrote... Like, John Hughes is pretty famous for writing his screenplays very quickly. Yeah. I don't know if it was the 80s cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder how long he did this one. How long it took. He was shooting them out in the 80s, though. Yeah. He did, like, at least 20. He's a genre. Yeah, yeah, he's his own You gotta be a certain caliber of filmmaker to be a genre. I mean, I think Tarantino, Scorsese, Mm -hmm. John John Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dell almost hits Neil with his car. Yeah, with his rental car. Yeah, because Neil gets like so, like he has this attitude he has carries over. To a taxi cab driver, and this taxi cab driver reciprocates that energy back to him and actually like punches him in the face, knocks him down on the floor, yeah. and Dell almost hits like runs over his face with the tire, like perfectly tire to the face. Yeah, it's like a little like montage of Steve Martin's, like, uh, I'm better than everyone, have don't treat me like this. Yeah, um. I don't deserve this. It's a good this. part, but this is, in my opinion, the absolute worst music moment of the movie because at this point it's uh, turntables, <laughs> like a harmonica sample, <laughs> and then a sample of the line we just heard minutes earlier of Steve Martin shouting, You're messing with the wrong guy. Yeah. So it's like you just hear him saying, You're messing with the wrong guy. Wicker, wicker, wicker. You're messing with the wrong guy. It's, yeah. It's, it's bad. It's really bad. No, it is bad. I have to agree. Yeah. Someone make new music for this movie. <laughs> and then re-release it. <laughs> um, Neil, so, yeah. Dale says, I've never seen someone picked up by the testicles before. Yeah, the taxi cab driver like yanked him by the balls. Mm-hmm. And then... They got him up. And now Neil's voice answering is just this high pitched. I don't even remember what he says, but it's like, <laughs> Yeah. I just want to get home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get back to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, it's just great comedy. Like every scene ends with a big laugh. Yeah. And that's that's good writing, and it keeps the momentum going, and the the laughs coming in. So now Dell and Neil are back together yeah. in Dell's rental car. Yeah. Oh. Um, Neil's driving first, and Dell's like messing around with the seat. adjustment of the seat. Yeah. He's just flopping back and forth. It's some good physical comedy. He needs to get it right so he's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> they switch. And Dell's driving, and by this point, Dell had broken the seat. <laughs> so it's now while Neil is sitting in it, it's involuntarily just like smashing him into the yeah. windshield <laughs> with his face pressed against the glass, and then it springs all the way back. Oh, poor Neil. <laughs> um, um, and he just wants to sleep. Yeah. Get some sleep. And he, he does. He, he does. does. Yeah. Then Dell puts on some very loud, like, blues music. Yeah. Uh, he's doing some air piano on the dashboard. Yeah. And then you well see done. the car is just swerving as he's doing He's this. having so much fun. Oh, the smile is Yeah, just, the smile is great. He's so into, like, yeah. the, like, air piano that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eventually, what happens? Like, what happens? Like, he's he gets- smoking a cigarette. He drops it. Mm-hmm. On the back seat, mm-hmm. he's like trying to get back, and then it's hot, so he's trying to get his parka off. Right, but his parka gets stuck to the seat. Mm-hmm. All this whole time, Neil's asleep. Yeah, um, and he's swerving. And he's trying to get his parka off, and he's like looking down. Eventually, just like steering the car with his knees, yeah, kind with, of. Yeah, with his knees. Ends up taking an exit yeah. by accident. Um, the car comes to a complete stop. Yeah, after like doing like. Oh, it spins a little bit. 690. Yeah, because yeah, the roads are probably icy. Yeah. Um, comes to a stop, so he just turns around and to get back on the highway. Yeah. But. And, and Neil wakes up very calmly. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, uh, oh, like how's, avoided how's all that. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, hey, it's getting high in here. You should take that parka off. None of them <laughs> notice the, the cigarette, I yeah. think. Um, and then we see the trucks. Mm-hmm. These two, like, uh, eight, 16-wheeler, whatever, yeah. uh, giant trucks. There's, It's a three-lane highway, and they're on the two outer lanes. Yeah. And we just see them approaching. And we get a couple cuts to the truck, and I really like the build-up. Yeah. Uh, it's, one of, it's one of those things where I'm watching, and I'm just like, you just went down this exit ramp, and now you're going back up I think it's because of, of the spinning they probably got disoriented disoriented yeah okay because i'm just like yeah you just like now you should know you're going the wrong way right like all the signs should be backwards and stuff right and, but this no. is this I mean, is the it, most casual like neil and Dell have been and like the friendliest between them like yeah just good energy but before the yeah. consequences for driving in the wrong direction. Neil had a nap. That's why. Oh yeah, he got some sleep. He got some sleep. He got some rest. Yeah, and that he's dude like, needed, needed nice. sleep. Yeah. yeah, he just needs a kiss from his wife, and yeah. he'll be in a better mood. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like this scene. I think it's funny because you get the the couple next to them like beeping at them, like, "Hey, you're going the wrong way." Dell's like, "Hey, what are those two doing? They're going the wrong way. What are they drunk?" He's like, no, they're, they want to raise. And he, yeah. they, like, Dell's ready. He was like, okay, let's race. Let's do this. So then and he starts like, going no. even faster. <laughs> and they're like, you're going the wrong way. And, like, their, their window's up, so they have to pull down the window. Yeah. Then Neil finally hears them saying, oh, they're saying we're going the wrong way. Then Dell's like, how would they know where we're going? And Neil says, 
You yeah. know, you're right. That's a good point. So then he just does like this polite wave, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> like, no, you're in the wrong. You're going to kill someone. And, we, and they're in sync the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to kill someone. Then we keep cutting to the trucks approaching. Yeah. And then finally, Neil sees it. Yeah. And he's like, no. And then the car just barely fits in between the two trucks. The, yeah. The side windows are taken off. There's sparks flying. Yeah. It's very quick. Mm-hmm. We see the sparks, so there's fire. Then we see uh, just Del and Neil sitting in the car. Then they flash as, like, they're skeletons. Yeah, they're skeletons. <laughs> they're so hot and they're about to die, maybe. Then you see Neil looking over at Del, who's now in, like, the red spandex with the red pitchfork and the yeah. devil horns. Like, he's just seeing yeah. Del as a devil just laughing in his face. <laughs> Like, so much is happening, right? But it's just, like, a split second. Yeah. In, like, a lesser movie, I don't know, like, your your due dates or something. Mm -hmm. Like, the movie's just trying to replicate And that's the name of my screenplay, Due Date. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, you know, it's that Zach Galifianakis, Robert Downey Jr. Playing Strange for I'm throwing it in the recycling bin right now. (laughs) No, I mean, it's fine, but, yeah. I'm, I'm joking. All right. Um, I just want the listeners to know. So I was going to say, in the lesser movies, it would be like a whole, like, I don't know, fantasy sequence where he pictures the other character as this horrible figure, as this yeah. monster. But I love that it's just the, the split second. Yeah. And it's just played for laughs. The, yeah. the over-the-top, exaggerated, cartoony stuff is hilarious, but also it's only it's used very sparingly. And mm-hmm. if it were the whole movie, it would be hard for the like more heartfelt moments to hit Mm -hmm. but they do because it's just like little touches right so the car has come to a stop their luggage has flown out yeah and um we see right behind them is a is a uh um uh, a sign for chicago yeah they're right there it's 102 miles away yeah yeah and, and they're both sit like they both get his luggage off oh, the before, thing. Oh, before like, oh my back. Ugh. Before uh, Neil takes his nap, it's notable he takes his wallet out of his uh, pocket and puts it in the glove compartment and right. says, "Dell, remind me that I put my wallet in my glove compartment." Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, they get uh, the luggage off the off the road. They're sitting they're on sitting on the on the trunk uh, with their backs to the car, and then you just hear it go, Whoa. and you just see the light, yeah, of the fire, just yeah. from their backs. And then Nil turns around, looks, turns back, <laughs> and then tell Del turns around, turns and back. look back. And then they both turn, and then they, they both, both turn like around. turn around and jump up on their feet. <laughs> it's just. Uh, just great comic timing, timing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just and awesome chemistry. I love it because it's like you think, like, oh, the car is done, that's it. But no, it yeah. still has more life to it. Yep. And they're riding around in, in the next scene. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, forget how the realization comes, but this oh. is when. Um. Oh, this is why. Because when the car is blowing up, it's on fire. Neil is just laughing. Mm-hmm. He's able to be optimistic about it, and uh, Dell's just laughing with him. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Wait, what are we laughing about?" And Neil's like, "How are you gonna ever return this car that you rented?" Oh yeah. So Dell's like, "Oh, ha uh-huh. ha. Uh, actually, 
Yep. Um, Our credit cards got switched. Yeah, I used your card. And he's like, what? Why didn't you tell me? He's like, well, I was going to mail it back to you but on the train, but then you didn't give me your address. And then I figured I'd repay you in full, so... Yeah. And I'd mail it back to you. It's fine. Uh... <laughs> And he's like, okay, well, at least you still got the credit card. It's like, well, actually, while you were sleeping, mm. I put it back. I switched it back and put it in your wallet, which yeah. is in the dashboard in yeah. the car on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to they're in a hotel mm. and Neil's pulling out these charred, like they're still smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Just pl- burnt plastic. Burnt he's like, plastic. I got the diner's club. I got pizza. Yeah. He's like, these aren't credit cards. Yeah. So pretty much, um, he bargains with him to get a room. Uh, $17 and his gold watch. Yeah, good watch. And uh, he gets himself a room. And Dell. He says, no, we're separate rooms. Dell <laughs> Del is like, I have $2 and a Casio. It's actually and the, same, it's the same Casio watch it. I have. It's this digital. It's a good one. Um, yeah. But yeah, not worth a motel room even. Yeah. <laughs> After Neil gets his key for the room, he like it's a two bed moves. Too. Yeah, it's got two separate twins. Yeah. He moves the car just across the street. Yeah, like it, like it barely starts. It's like just burnt plastic. Yeah. <laughs> just all bl- it was like a blue car or something when it started, but it's mm. just all black now. Yeah, <laughs> um, but he just like gets it across the street. Yeah. So now the car's right outside his room. Dell just sits in the car because he can't get a room. Yeah. Out in the cold, it's snowing. Yeah, he's talking to himself mm-hmm. or like to his wife. Uh, he's just being—he's very introspective, which Neil isn't. He's saying, "Oh boy, anytime I find someone that I enjoy their company, I always go over the over the line. Why do I always do this?" Yeah, uh, he's really considering his past actions and the consequences they bring him. Whereas Neil just blames everything on Dale. Yeah. And other people, he can never look inward. Mm-hmm. Uh, he eventually invites Dell into the room. Yeah. After a while. Yeah, Neil lets Dell in. Yeah. And Dell breaks open his collection of uh, tiny bottles of alcohol. Because yeah. he's a traveling salesman, he's acquired all these bottles. Mm hmm. And they're like, uh, what they're calling vodka, like, give me the Russian and like the tequila is like all of the Mexican and the Jamaican when they're talking about rum. Yeah. It's just a silly thing. Which is funny because Dell's like, I'm going, I'm going to go to Jamaica, which is funny. I'm going to go to Jamaica. Because he goes to Jamaica and starts a Jamaican bobsled team. Woo! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool runnings. (laughs) Yeah, cool runnings happens. (laughs) Yeah, his character in cool runnings is actually Dell Griffith. Yeah. Uh, realizing no one likes Del Griffith, so he takes on <laughs> a different, yeah, another name and changes everything about himself. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're laughing together again. Uh, Neil toasts to their wives. Yeah, they're drunk. They're buddies again. He says, "Well, one thing I can say about you, Del, is you're unique." And Del says, "Is unique Latin for asshole?" Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very passive aggressive compliment. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much the next day is them leaving, but before they leave, day. yeah, before they leave, of course, um, Dell has to like mess something up, I suppose, and uh, 
he re- put, puts the car in reverse and like rams oh, yeah. it into the motel like he, lobby. The car room. the car is stuck in snow. Yeah. So they can't move. Neil's trying to push it. Uh, but he can't. It's oh, yeah. actually really funny. Like his feudal attempts to push it. He's like sideways. Yeah, he's trying sideways, to push it. Or has like, no leverage. Yeah, it's very um, slippery. So then, uh, yeah, Del puts it in reverse and puts way too much power and they back <laughs> into the room. Uh, but you know what? They didn't pay with credit cards. So Neil's like, come on, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, they get out. Yeah. So now they're uh, on the run, I guess. On the run, yeah. And the the police do catch up, not because of that, but because just the condition of their car. Yeah. And also their speeding. Yeah, they're they were going, going 74. 78. 78? Yeah, 78. Uh, and they had no idea. No, no the way. The domino is melted. Yeah, everything is. All the gauges are. Everything but the radio. Everything but the radio. Which is broken. Del makes sure to tell the, uh, the state trooper with the confidence only a white guy being pulled over would yeah. ever have. <laughs> state trooper played by Michael McKean, who's. Yeah. Uh, um, was he Monty Python? No, he's a. Uh, no, he's in that. He's the guest. He's he's the group. blueprint on the Good Place of how to get into the yeah, Good yeah, Place. Yeah, he's yeah, Doug. Yeah, he's Doug, Doug. Forsyth. He's yeah. also a uh, Chuck on Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah, very young Michael McKean. Mm. Uh, but you know what? They they don't have any luck. No, they they go to it cuts to the outside the county building. Yeah. They're like, if you impound this car, then my friend can get home to his family. And then the next cut is the tow truck taking the car yeah, of course away. the friend can't get home to yeah. his family. <laughs> but Dale knows someone. He has a plan. Hmm. Um, and that plan is to get them a ride in this truck. But the truck driver is a little shaky about people riding up front with him. Mm-hmm. So they have to ride in the back with the with the frozen meat in the freezer, pretty much. Yeah, so yeah. it's a very cold refrigerator truck. Yeah, can't catch a break, but kind of can. And Neil didn't have his gloves this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> the truck takes them back. Yeah, I mean, it gets they to get to the station. They get to uh, Chicago. Yeah, some, I don't know, Chicago Public Transportation is probably one of the notable train stations yeah. there. Um and once again, Neil finally tries to get away from Delve. Mm-hmm. Says, all right, happy holidays. This is the first time the whole movie where he says that, and you can tell it's genuine. Yeah. A, there's a little hesitation this time. Yeah. Uh, he means where, it. Yeah, he almost doesn't get on the train because the, the train is kind of just waiting there with its doors open for a while, actually, before he like is like, okay, goodbye. Yeah. And they separate. Yeah. Uh, Neil's on the train as it goes. Mm-hmm. He's finally... Uh, Del had been saying this whole time, you're going to laugh about all this stuff one day. Yeah. And this is the day because he's thinking back to the to the crazy times they had and he's chuckling. Yeah. And we, we're seeing like flashes of, you know, previously on planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> but then the flashbacks turn into just all the mentions of Del's wife. Mm-hmm. And this is where the real mind fuck comes. A huge twist that changes everything. Big reveal. Uh, and, uh, no, Neil realizes, you know what? Del's wife is dead. Yeah, he's going to be alone on the holidays. Yeah. And he came with me to Chicago. No, he said he hasn't been home in years. Yeah. Uh, he talked about his wife in the past tense. It's um, 
Yeah, it's it's not a hugely surprising twist. Yeah. This was your first time seeing it, right? Yeah. And you said you saw it coming. Yeah, I saw it coming. I saw it coming because of the... It, like, he slept with a picture of his wife. I don't mm-hmm. think any living husband sleeps with a picture of yeah. their wife because they are going to see their wife. You keep a picture of a loved one uh, if they died because you want to, like, have them with you. You want to have their memory yeah. with you. You want to have them by you in some way. When Neil toasts to their wives, he's like, at least we'll be able to come home to them. And he's like, it'll be a while till I see her again. Yeah. Something. Um. Yeah, I don't know that it's supposed to surprise the audience too much. Mm-hmm. It's definitely telegraphed earlier. Like, if you're yeah. paying attention to what Dell's saying. Yeah. But the thing is, Neil, it's like great writing. His yeah. character, he doesn't pay attention yeah. until right then where he's playing it back. And mm-hmm. actually, now, by this point, he sees Dell as an actual human being, as mm-hmm. the real article that he is. Mm-hmm. I love that saying, I'm the real, real article. article. Yeah. I'm going to try to force that into my <laughs> lexicon. Um, so, yeah, Neil, of course, just completely didn't pay attention to yeah. the humanity and the compassion. But he does. He takes the train back. Yeah. Runs. It's like the rom-com running after the your lost love. Mm-hmm. And he brings him home. Yeah. I love that Dale is just sitting there at the, mm-hmm. at the train yeah, station, right sad. where he left him, pretty much, but inside. Like, the thing is, Dell really could have stayed in Wichita yeah. for the holiday. Um, he just met this guy, Neil, that he likes and just wanted to help him out, get get him home. Yeah. He would have been okay with just yeah being delayed. Because it's not like he really had anywhere yeah, to go. Yeah, he would have been fine. Mm-hmm. The... The kids are all smiling, hugging. Dad's coming home, and yeah. Dad's like, "This is Dell Griffith." And John Candy like holds his hat in his hand yeah. when uh the wife comes down the stairs slowly, like an angel. Yeah, and uh, shakes his hand and yeah. kisses her husband. Yeah, she sheds one. She drops one tear. She drops one tear. One She's tear. just so happy. Yeah. Her man's home, mm-hmm. and then the last shot is a. You know, John Hughes loved ending on his freeze frames. Yeah. Uh, it's a freeze frame of uh, John Candy's just Smiling. beautiful smile. Yeah, very happy. Yeah. And he's, he's, he was, it was such a good performance. Uh, it's easy for that kind of character to just be obnoxious. And doofy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, him and Steve Martin just play off each other very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. Like one of five Thanksgiving movies where, I mean, Thanksgiving is happening, but Thanksgiving is still not like the main subject of this movie. You know what? It could have been getting Getting Neil home for Thanksgiving is like the MacGuffin, I guess. Thanksgiving dinner is the thing that's driving the plot forward. But I will say, I think this is more of a Thanksgiving movie than you'd give it credit for because at the heart of it, the the message of the movie is don't take things for granted. Right. Neil's taking Dell for granted and everything. He's not being positive. Right. He's not being grateful for the things he does have. He's mm-hmm. just upset and uh, negative about the stuff that's going wrong. But right. Dell is uh, grateful for what he has around. You know, Neil has this whole family to come home mm-hmm. to. Dell doesn't even have that, right. and it's kind of teaching you, hey, 
look around, realize what you have, and be happy about it. Right. You think so? That's th- if that's not Thanksgiving, I don't know. Neil wasn't is. thankful enough. Yeah, not at all. Okay, he's, he's throughout the movie ungrateful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you put it like that, then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Any more thoughts? Um. Horrible music. Great performances. Yeah. Funny bits. No, yeah, this is my first time watching it, and I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fine is what we aim for here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't think it was bad. So. Well, let me ask you. Yeah. Is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles a movie or a film? It's a plane. It's no. a buddy film? <laughs> it's a buddy flick. Uh, plane, Trains, and Automobiles is a movie. I'm glad we can agree about something. We can agree again. about something? Yeah, la- last week was rough. Yeah, uh, it's been like, what, two weeks? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while, I Yeah, it's guess. been a while since we've been on the same page. Um. Yeah, it's, uh, it's zippy. It, uh. It's, it's just, zippy. <laughs> you know, like, the movie, I mean, I guess the whole thing is, like, they're delayed and not getting where they want to go, yeah. but, like, the it moves, the pace is very tight, and, like, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of depth to it. It's yeah. just uh This almost bits. could have been a Disney movie. I looked not, on Disney Not with Plus the fucking, was, fucking fuck. Yeah, not with all that, but, like, it could have been. I forget what studio put it out. Disney might own it now. <laughs> I know they own Home Alone. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I don't think they own this because I looked on Disney Plus for this and okay. it was not there. So, right. um, well, are there other R-rated movies on there though? Yeah, there should be. There's like Deadpool should be on there. Is is it though? What I it, I don't know. I would have to I like, like Disney. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna make you do that on yeah. it. But I just feel like Disney's very uh, family focused. Like that's right. their whole. They're gonna put like that stuff on Hulu. Yeah, like I know, even though they own FX now, they're like keeping FX separate, and that's mm-hmm. going to be all Hulu stuff because, right. you know, I can't imagine Atlanta being on Disney Plus. <laughs> or Archer, Archer, right next to Mickey Mouse cartoons. All right, Planes, Trains is a movie. Deadpool is not on Disney Plus. See, so, huh? How about Deadpool too? How about the PG-13 recut of Deadpool 2 that they put out? Ooh, Maybe that's nothing. there, the one with Fred Savage? None of it. Okay. Well, it's a movie. I uh, just want to say in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I'm very grateful for all of our listeners. Yes. Everyone who's uh, given us those ratings. Everyone who subscribes. Everyone who listens. Who likes our comments, our posts on Facebook and shares them. Yeah. Hearts our tweets. Yeah, I'm very thankful for those people. Yeah, we, we like doing this podcast. And while we probably would be doing it, even if we had only two listeners, it's nice to know that uh, that people will, will listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little less, uh, I don't know, sad <laughs> that people are listening to us. A little less. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot less sad. And I'm very grateful for yes. you listeners. Yes. Uh, and you know, keep doing that. Keep <laughs> rating, yeah. review, subscribe. Check yeah. us on Facebook, Twitter at Movie Film Pod. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Email us moviefilmpod at gmail dot com. Yeah, and we'll be back. Yeah, with more movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'm 
I'm uh, thankful for you for my Aww. for doing this podcast with me and and I you. Oh, thank you. All right, now do that thing. Movie, movie, film, film. Nice. Um, I'm thankful we're about to see knives. Out. I'm thankful we're about to go see knives. <laughs>